the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where those streets are Listen and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow, the snow. So then I, I, I am dreaming of why. You know, I, I am stunned that this song has not been banned. I'm not cute. I'm not being cute. I give you my word. I am 100% serious. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. If that is not on the left regarded as white supremacist, then I uh, I am a porcupine. I can't. I couldn't think of any. Actually, there there is no absurdity any longer. You, uh, the absurd has already been conquered. Right? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. What's the other one? Uh, um, it's Baby, it's cold outside. That's been banned on the left. You know that. Yep. This is a, a sexist song that they don't, they don't uh, like. In fact, they oppose vociferously. There are stations that won't play it. Yeah, they will bring five-year-olds to drag queen story hours, but they won't play Baby, It's Cold Outside because the guy's trying to convince the uh, his date to uh, to stay over. Hmm. Well, well, talking about the absurd, are you ready? The... The role of big companies in damaging the society is as great as the role of the universities. I don't know what's big that isn't damaging, that isn't destructive. Grandpa does grandson's makeup in pro-transgender Christmas whiskey commercial, J&B. Even I heard of it, and I don't drink. Yes, J&B whiskey decided to promote transgenderism in a Christmas-themed commercial, a spot that has racked up more than 1.6 million views on social media since its early December release. The three-minute commercial created by J&B Whiskey, titled She, begins by showing an older man in rural Spain taking his wife's lipstick, locking himself in the restroom, and secretly teaching himself to apply makeup. The man sneaks into the bathroom multiple times to perfect the practice of putting on lipstick, blush, and mascara. He gets stares at his local drugstore when buying eyeshadow, Fox 9 reported. At the end of the commercial, the viewer learns that the older man taught himself how to apply makeup so that he could put makeup on his grandson, a male who believes... 
he is female. When the grandfather's family arrives at his home for Christmas dinner, he takes his dysphoric grandson into the bathroom and applies a full face of makeup on him before they both emerge and his grandson is met with a supportive embrace by the family. The video's description, translated from Spanish to English, states that the company wants everyone to be able to celebrate at Christmas without anyone being left out. And so on and so forth. Wow. Diago, Diagio, Diagio, the maker of J&B Whiskey, said the commercial is meant to show that, quote, the love that unites them is so great it can overcome any prejudice or barrier, according to the report. Right. The joy of a grandfather putting makeup on his gender dysphoric grandson. It's hard to overstate how happy the grandfather would be in real life. Wow. This is this is what leftism leads to. This is what secularism leads to. Remember, it's very important you remember this. Only secular people say men give birth. Religious Jews, religious Catholics, religious Protestants, religious Mormons do not say that. So who exactly has a sort of monopoly on the irrational? the religious or the secular. Not all secular people say it, but virtually everyone who says it is secular. Chaos is the inevitable result of the death of religion. I have a piece coming out, Fox News, explaining Hanukkah, and it is remarkable how appropriate the holiday is. Uh, I end it by making the case that everybody should light a Hanukkah candle. Jew, non-Jew, atheist, secular, everybody. The revolt of the Jews in about 164 BC against the Syrian Greeks, the Seleucids, who tried to wipe out Judaism. They didn't have any interest in wiping out Jews. The Jews believed that there was one God of all mankind, and that disturbed them because in the pagan world, everybody had his own God. They had no problem with other non-Greek religions, none, none whatsoever, because if the, if the Seleucid ruler, in this case Antiochus IV, wanted to put a statue of let's say Zeus, uh, in the, in a pagan temple. No problem. No problem. Everybody honored everybody's gods. It was a world that the left would love, in fact, is actually creating. We are not going to a post-Judeo-Christian world. We're going to a pre-Judeo-Christian world. That's a good line for the day. Sean, I'd like you to note that. that that's, uh, that's worthy of repetition. We are not, we are not, yes, we are not entering 
a post-Judeo-Christian world. We are entering the pre a pre-Judeo-Christian world. I'd like you all to go to my website and send my column this week to as many people as you can. Why many conservatives won't be with their children or grandchildren this Christmas. The the adults who won't allow their parents to see their grandchildren because the adult, the parent, voted for Donald Trump or was uh, was not willing to get a vaccine. Yeah, even that. You won't get a vaccine? I'm not letting you see your grandchildren. The amount of cruel sheep the universities have created is equal to the, well, not equal, is is actually, of course, way more, but it, but in percentage, it's equal to the number of cruel sheep who teach at universities. Well-educated only means well-indoctrinated. That's what it means. The well-educated are so poorly educated, it, it is embarrassing how little they know about anything except perhaps their field of study, like education. But of course they know nothing about education because they do such an awful job. It's a crisis, folks. It's a crisis. But you must enjoy life despite it. You can't let them take your happiness away. Despair is a sin. That's right. It's not my line. It's a line from one of the Bible commentaries I look into writing my own Bible commentary, which reminds me you can still get it for Christmas or Hanukkah. I believe it's life-changing. If you don't believe me, read the 4,000 reviews on Amazon. I have now three volumes out of my Rational Bible, my commentary on the first five books, the Torah. Everything is based on the Torah, the rest of the Old Testament and the New Testament. What do you think, if you're a Christian, what do you think Jesus quoted the most? He excited the Old Testament. Psalms and then Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is second most. And that's what my latest volume is on. When I I do this, I I actually feel the presence of God. Prayer doesn't do it for me like study does. After all, prayer are my words, but the Torah are God's words, is God's words. That's, if you believe that, and I do, it's pretty powerful. 1-8-Prager-776 is the number. A major statement by a, a pro-vaxxing doctor in a moment. I'd like to introduce you to Monorail, America's investment app that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Monorail is an investment and savings app that is made for patriots by patriots. Doesn't matter whether you're an Apple fan or if you prefer Android, Monorail is available in both environments and online at monorail.com. Monorail is safer for users with bank-level encryption and biometrics. Your money is protected with Monorail through Securities Investor Protection Corporation and the FDIC. 
No matter how you engage with Monorail, you're getting the security and safety that you need. Whether you're adding funds to your investment account, looking to buy a stock, or putting money aside for future purchases. With Monorail, you can put your money where it matters and utilize the economic power that built this country. Don't go somewhere else to trade stocks. Monorail gives you the freedom to purchase whole or fractional shares in companies you believe in. It only takes five minutes to download the app and set up. Join the pro-America money movement. Join Monorail. Hi, all. Dennis Prager here. Stanford University, like Yale and the others, has deteriorated to the point of being run by fools. To take storied names like Yale, Princeton, Stanford, Berkeley, that once pursued, generally speaking, pursued truth, took pride in open dialogue and to see the crap they have become crap, destructive crap. Stanford has, this is from the Wall Street Journal editorial page. The editorial board wrote about this. That's rare. The Stanford Guide to Acceptable Words. The school's elimination of harmful language initiative. Guess what word is, is harmful? You can't, you can't guess, although pretty much anything. One of the words, are you ready? American. Yep. Call yourself an American? Please don't. Better to say U.S. citizen, lest you slight the rest of the Americas. <laughs> you get that? Now, Alejandro, who works with us, is from Colombia. Not Colombia. He's lucky. He didn't go to Colombia. He is from the country of Colombia in the northern, on the northern coast of South America. So, Sean, I would like you to ask Alejandro in your fluent Spanish if he is insulted if you say you're an American because, after all, he lives in South America. He said, not in the least, not at all, in English and Spanish. He's very fast, yeah. <laughs> and you want to send your kid to Stanford? You, and you know the reason, because it's got a good name, and the kid will get into a better grad school, theoretically, and get a better job. In other words, you're willing to screw with your kid's mind, heart, conscience, and soul, so that they get a better job and make more money. Just admit it. Just admit it. That's fine. I don't have a problem. You love your kid. You want your kid to make a lot of money. So, big deal that an asinine university called Stanford will screw around with your kid's conscience. Just, but, but I don't care if you say that. That's fine. I care if you lie to yourself. Yeah, that's right. They have actually said at Stanford, do not call yourself an American. It's an insult 
to everybody living in the Western Hemisphere because they all live in the Americas. Who are you to say you're an American? Are there 10 people outside of universities, perhaps, in South America who, who don't call American Americans? Americans, Americans? U.S. citizen. Ooh, wow. Mm. Next, immigrant is out. This is fr- at Stanford. You should not say immigrant. You should say person who has immigrated. As I point out all the time, every leftist is an empty soul. Empty. This gives their lives meaning. Get it? Changing language. Change. Hope and change. Change. The board love change for... Change's sake. Now I get meaning. My empty left-wing soul is filled with a cause. Don't say immigrant. Say person who has immigrated. What is the difference? Uh, The moment you ask that question, you have become persona non grata at the Stanford University campus. Wow. As they point out in the Wall Street Journal editorial, it's the iron law of academic writing. Why use one word when four will do? Ready? We're not done. This is actually published by Stanford. You can't master your subject at Stanford any longer. In case you hadn't heard, the school instructs that, quote, historically, masters enslaved people. So can you get a master's in, in, any, in any field now at Stanford? Wow. Do you understand how empty these people are? Do you understand how good America must be? That this is the stuff that they complain about? You can't master a subject. Wow. I wonder if they'll get rid of the word masturbate. Just a thought. And don't dare design a blind study which, quote, unintentionally perpetuates that disability is somehow abnormal or negative, furthering an ableist culture. Blind studies are good and useful, but never mind. Masked study is to be preferred. Now, let's understand something. You can't say blind study because it unintentionally perpetuates that disability is somehow abnormal or negative. This is the key to understanding a good chunk of the left. They're afraid of life. If there is anything painful, they deny it. Of course you embrace your grandson and put makeup on him if he says he's a girl. We don't want any hurt feelings here. Really? A disability is not abnormal? Wow.
everybody. Dennis Prager here. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Or if you prefer, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I can see what the left will do with my last statements, as they always do. They distort, take out of context. I was talking about the left's inability to deal with pain, so they make believe that a grandfather is happy about putting makeup on his grandson who says he's a girl. And then I talked about their inability to even acknowledge that disabilities are a pain. I wasn't calling transgender a disability. Just for the record. But... I'm talking about the change of language at Stanford University, which has become a wasteland intellectually. So listen to this. You can't use the term blind study anymore in science because it unintentionally perpetuates that disability is somehow abnormal or negative. So wait, a disability is not abnormal or negative? It's normal and positive. You're blind, and and therefore it, blindness is not abnormal. It's a positive. You can make a positive out of it if you're, if you are a truly terrific human being who overcomes obstacles. I have many blind listeners. I bless them. But blindness is abnormal. Furthering an ableist culture. This is from Stanford University. Please understand this. Men give birth and blindness is not abnormal. Now you know why I'm religious. Everything here is the product of a secular world. Not every secularist believes this crap, but all of it comes from secular people. You become, most people, not all, become fools in the Western world when they abandon the Judeo-Christian foundations of it. There's more wisdom in a chapter in Genesis than at all of Stanford University. So let's see. You can't say American because it's anti-others who live in the Americas. You can't say immigrant. You can't say master your subject because masters had slaves. This is what gives people, you know, this is what gives people meaning, and it also gives them a salary. You must understand how much money universities spend on the pathetic human beings who are in diversity, equity, and inclusion. These are people who probably could not do a good job at a McDonald's. They're paid to do nothing work. Nothing. These are nothings with graduate degrees. By the way, they, uh, I had read somewhere how much is spent on faculty. 
and how much is spent on administrators at a typical college. The administrator salaries dwarf the faculty salaries. Gangbusters is banned. This is again at Stanford University because the index of words says it, quote, invokes the notion of police action against gangs in a positive light, which may have racial undertones. Yeah, because they identify gangs with people of color, with BIPOC, black indigenous people of color. So you don't want to bust gangs. No, you wouldn't want to do that. They're a positive thing in inner city life. At Stanford. Not to beat a dead horse. That, oh, they say, a phrase that the index says, quote, normalizes violence against animals. But beating a dead horse is not violence against animals. It's violence against an, a dead animal's body. Is that is that not accurate? People's, people are paid good money to come up with this stuff. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager, or call 800-761-6302. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. It should cheer you up that this brief editorial in the Wall Street Journal exposing Stanford as an asinine place, which it is, uh, has uh, 2,000, how many? 2,600 comments. There are a lot of us out there, Don't if you're alone, it's because you haven't gotten out of the closet so that people can find you. Remember, when you come out of the closet as a truth teller, i.e. conservative, then uh, you will be attacked and canceled, etc. However, you will also find kindred spirits. There's a massive disadvantage to coming out of the closet and there's a massive advantage. 2,600 comments is a lot on one, on one editorial. By the way, the, very, the most liked one is from a reader. Will Stanford no longer award master's degrees? It's exactly what I, uh, what I asked while reading you this piece. They have great comments. A lot of people are witty. I am an immigrant, and now I have become an American. 
Ajit Dami, or Damal, sorry. As a medical resident, I mastered the art and science of surgery. Not to beat a dead horse, but I really learned the importance of clinical blind studies to develop a scientific outlook. And I have had a very successful gangbuster career thanks to America. <laughs> That's right. He used all the words that Stanford tells you not to use. By the way, I was right. This editorial has the number. Are you ready? Are you ready? For 16,937 students, Stanford lists 2,288 faculty, a.k.a. sheep, and 15,750 administrative staff. So there are five times as many administrative staff than faculty. There is virtually one-to-one student-to-administrator. Wow. Stanford would be a much better place if two-thirds of them were fired. Probably be a better place if they were all fired. Because they're all woke. That means tellers of lies. Who thought this stuff up? I tell you, the idea that you can't use blind study because it implies that blind is abnormal and a disability, that's that's a uh, it's a winner. That's that's really up there with you can't say American because it offends people in South America and Central America. The thing is, though, in Central America and South America, they don't say they're Americans. They say they're Guatemalans or El Salvadorans or whatever whatever the nation might be. <laughs> oh my God! When you want your kid to go to Stanford. Then it, all I ask is that you be honest. I don't want my kid to go to Stanford because they'll get a good education. I want my kid to go to Stanford because they'll get a good salary later on. Okay. At virtually any university, you are taking that approach as you gamble with your child's goodness and intelligence. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I know what I need to do. Maybe I'll do it the third hour. Maybe I'll start now. My column this week, which is uh, trending at uh, at townhall.com. I mean, it's uh, why many conservatives won't be with their children or grandchildren this Christmas. So I'd like you to know I'd like you to I'd like to read to you some some of the comments of of people who have uh who have written in to uh to comment on my column. You can cry. You can really cry. A, l- a lot of comments here. Let's see. I'll start from the beginning. Uh, 
where people say, yes, that's exactly what is happening in my home. I can't see my grandchildren. You have no idea how many people wrote in. I wonder if we have reached the point of a million people who can't see their grandchildren because they're conservative and their kid is a leftist a-hole, which is almost redundant. Not liberal, leftist, just for the record again. If you don't let your parents see their grandchildren because you don't like your parents' conservatism, you're a despicable human being. You are truly, you are a, a, a brainwashed bad person. Yes, let's see here. Yeah, here's one. This is Pat Burdett. This was written yesterday. A comment on my column. I have not seen my granddaughters in over five years now, not because of politics, even though my oldest son may now be leftist, but he alienated me so that I would not know him and his wife were selling. Anyway, that's a long story. That's another separate thing I talked about before this, before the kids who wouldn't talk to conservative parents, is the number of adult kids who won't talk to parents for other reasons. You don't need honor your father and your mother, right? We don't need a Ten Commandments or a God. We're doing just great without it. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager and Paul in Los Angeles. Hello. 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 Hi, Dennis. I just wanted to let you know that I'm a conservative living in Los Angeles, and I'm taking both of my kids home. To see my leftist, my leftist parents, their grandparents, to spend Christmas with them, because it's important. It's family. Right. That's exactly correct. I can't imagine any conservative adult doing what left-wing adults do and depriving their parents of their grandchildren because of politics. It's Conservatives are overwhelmingly more decent human beings than leftists. There is no comparison. They give more charity. They volunteer more time. They honor their parents. Any Anything you can use as a metric, they're, they're overwhelmingly likely to be a better human being, not necessarily than liberals, but than leftists. I salute you, and, and your kids will learn a beautiful lesson from you. <laughs> Thanks. What do, you, what do your parents think of you? Uh, they think I'm crazy, which is unusual. I, and I think I'm thinking pretty clearly. And I, I listen to them, and I I kind of think that they're a little off kilter. And huh. it's odd, uh, the differences in how we... I, I'm curious. You know? Would your parents say that men give birth? Uh, my father, no. Uh, my mother, maybe. Um I'm adamant about that one as well. I, I, I'm a purveyor of truth, and I seek truth. So, uh, so, I, so, I, how I does their left outside of voting Democrat? How does their leftism express itself? Do, do they think America uh, is systemically racist? They think America is systemically racist. They believe everything the government tells them. They're triple vaxxed and boosted, and think that ivermectin is horse poison. Right, exactly. It's, it's, I get it. It's amazing. Right. 
Well, that whole line of well, of, you know what? Uh, you you will be rewarded because your children will honor you. They already do. My son is uh, a little more conservative than he is left, and he's he's a big fan of PragerU. So that helps. That helps. Yes, it does. You know what? It really helps. It's a, I know. It's wonderful. Thank you for that. Merry Christmas. Folks, you name the metric. As a general rule, conservatives are far more decent human beings than leftists. The honoring parents issue is enough to make the case. We continue. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Are you a successful loan officer in the mortgage business looking to grow your business in 2023? Are you looking for a dynamic and supportive work environment with a team I trust? Are you looking for a wonderful culture with people who share your values? Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian of andrewandtodd.com are looking for experienced loan officers to join their team. They're looking for people who value their clients and are solution-based problem solvers. Maybe you've worked in an environment that treats loan officers and their clients like a number and you're ready for a real and meaningful change. They have offices in Southern California, but service clients nationwide. So whether you're in California or out of state, I invite you to talk to them about joining their team. Call them at 888-888-1172. That's 888-888-1172. Or click the Join Our Team button at andrewandtodd.com. Hi there, everybody. Dennis Prager here, the male-female hour, the second uh, hour of my show every Wednesday. We took Wednesday, as is well known, because it has the word wed in it. Welcome to the hour. Most honest talk about men and women, of which I am aware. I truly can say because I really monitor myself as objectively as a person can. I am not a man fan or a woman fan. I'm a good person fan. The The amount of, or the number, or percentage, if you will, of awful men and awful women seems to be about the same. So the percentage of wonderful men and wonderful women would seem to be about the same as well. Unfortunately, the wonderful and wonderful don't always marry. And by the way, even if they do, it doesn't guarantee a good marriage. A lot of of things go into a good marriage. So I figure, you know, this time of year, we could get a little laid back on the non-truly intense Subjects, here is one that I covered years ago. I don't know how many years ago. And a lot of people have commented about it in the ensuing years, maybe maybe five, ten years. And that is, do you wear a wedding band? Yep, that's the question. By the way, Sean for example, is single and wears a wedding band. He likes accessories. It's a beautiful thing. 
I, uh, the reason, I know the reason, though, he's just too modest to say, because otherwise he feels women would just attack him. And that in some ways the wedding band says, I'm sorry, I'm taken. And when I'm right, I'm right, is what he just whispered into my earphones. So I am, I am a believer in the wedding band. America, when it was more traditional, just about every single married person wore one. And then it sort of fell out. Mm, I don't know how much it fell out. I don't know the young people wear it. I remember when I first got married, and I remember staring into the mirror and looking at my hand and seeing the wedding band on my wedding, on the ring finger of my left hand in the mirror and being proud. See, I was raised long enough ago to equate getting married with becoming a man. The left has destroyed that notion. In fact, becoming a man is not even an ambition, let alone getting married and being proud to wear a wedding band. These are so quaint. This is this part of our white supremacist past. So we are in a more enlightened present where people either don't get married or certainly don't need to advertise that fact. So call me up. What's your take on wearing a wedding band? It's an announcement to the world that you are married. It is a social benefit to make that announcement. I wonder, did did we have in... In the 20th century, did we have a president who did not wear a wedding band? I can't, I can't imagine it. It would be, it would be too risky. Because people would wonder, why if you're married, and it's always been men, why, why if you're married, are you not telling the world that? And it can be a help because there are temptations out there when you leave the house. So theoretically, it can be a help, although there are women who are uh, actually more attracted to married men because a married man is clearly a serious guy and is a committed guy and is a responsible guy more so in her eyes than the 45-year-old bachelor. And as regards women, men are much more likely to look to see is there, or not much more, yeah, they're more likely to not start in with a woman with a wedding band than with a woman without a wedding band. They're less likely to come on to her, whatever the verbiage might be. So what is your take? on the quaint but powerful little few millimeters known as a wedding band. 1-8 Prager 776 In, uh, let's see, what's today's date? So in 10 days, yeah, 10 days is my anniversary. 
and we're together. We will be together eighteen and married fourteen years. How do you like that? I've been married most of my adult life. Not to the same woman, I admit. Sometimes people write, you're going to take advice from a divorced guy? So I, my, my assumption when they write that is that they don't really mean that. It's just a way of attacking me because there are a lot of people who loathe me because I'm an effective spokesman for traditional and Judeo-Christian values. And they hate them, therefore they hate me. But I, I, whenever the issue has arisen, like on the air, I have asked people, if you had the choice of two marital therapists, one has had a 25-year, 30-year, continuously happy marriage, and one is divorced and is now in a happy marriage, which, which therapist would you choose? Maybe you'd flip a coin. You wouldn't care. Maybe you would be non-determinative. But it strikes me as someone who has grappled with a marriage that didn't work out and then has one that does uh, would be in a better position to at least empathize with me. Anyway, it's not a it's it's not a crucial issue, but it came up, and so I briefly addressed it. So my my question is the wedding band. I am a big proponent of it, and let's go to your calls here. Uh, let's see, Irvine, California, and Jeffrey. Hello. Dennis, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Good. Well, I'm one of those people that took your advice after a long, long time. I, I didn't get married until I was 53. Wow. And, um, you know, the reason I, I got married is because ultimately it was the right thing to do beyond my, what my beliefs were about marriage and all the stuff that you've discussed. So, yeah, after all that, I I wish I could wear my ring, but... I've got this problem with like attention deficit disorder and tags on shirts and jewelry where I, I just can't have things on my body like that. Um, okay. And it actually bothers me quite a bit. Well, that's good. And, uh, All right. I, yeah. I, I Listen, uh, I, there are people who get little uh, allergic reactions to, uh, to a ring around their finger. So uh, I understand. So does your wife wear a wedding band? She does. Yeah. Yeah, and she understands you. You're a good man. It's good to feel bad about something that you think is good and even if you can't do it. I mean, you shouldn't lose sleep over it. You shouldn't rack yourself. Silly if there's such a phrase, but it's good. We shall return male female hour. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager show. Our finest gifts we bring. Hey everybody, Dennis Prager here. Four days till Christmas, is that right? Yeah, amazing. Truly amazing. So I have a banner at my website. 
for the Angel Tree campaign, and it's still not too late. A kid can get a gift from a parent. This is to kids who have a parent in prison. The Prison Fellowship has developed this. One and a half million children have a simple wish this Christmas. Maybe to get something from their parent in prison. Anyway, that's what they arrange. Plus, they give them some biblical literature, which is the only way out of our crisis, in my opinion, or the best way out. So $25 takes care of it, and you do five of them, you get five children touched with this. Go to the banner at DennisPrager.com for Angel Tree, and please make a donation. I promise you will be a happier person after you donate. The trick is getting yourself to do it. I know it because I am a human like you. All right, all Dennis Prager here, male, female, our wedding band. Do you wear one? I'm an advocate of it. And let's see what you folks have to say. Northern Illinois. Now, why didn't he give the city? John, hello, John. Dennis Prager. Well, hello there. How are you? Are you a pastor? I am a pastor. So you, you have a you have a church? I do. I am associate pastor. Associate pastor. Once in a while and uh-huh. do other things. And did you not want to say the name of the city? You just prefer Northern Illinois? Oh, no. No, no. Uh, the Point Church in Winthrop Harbor, Illinois. Terrific. Thank you for calling. So I uh, I used to, well, I do a lot of other things besides pastor as well. I do mechanical work. Yeah, do, a lot of uh, pastors do because they, they, and, they can't make a full living uh, doing pastoring. I'm well aware. God bless yeah. you. God bless you. Yeah. Well, thank you. God bless you. And um, yeah. So some years ago, I used to wear a wedding ring, but some years ago, uh, working on uh, a big piece of machinery, I wound up catching the ring Ooh. and almost ripped my finger off. Oh, oh ring God. Off. Oh, I got this bad yeah. feeling down my legs. Oh, I, I want an yeah, awful I still have story. a scar. So my wedding ring is now a scar. And so that is basically the reason I don't wear it anymore because uh-huh. it, what does your wife think? Much of a chance. Uh, she's fine with it. She wears a wedding ring. Right. Oh my God! I, I never thought of that. Yeah, the dangers. I do have another mm-hmm. caller who said yes. It's a safety factor. How interesting! I never yeah, thought of that. Yeah. Maybe it's because I don't work with machinery other than fountain pens. Yeah, well, that's the closest I, I get to off. working with machinery. I'm sorry. I said I almost ripped the finger yeah, off. Yeah, no, I believe you. That, it's, I... it's an awful thought. I, I agree. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. What you might want to do is you tattoo a ring on that finger. <laughs> I have thought about that. <laughs> uh, that. You're a good man. Hey, I'm just curious. You have children? I do. I have four children and 11 grandchildren. All right. So of the four children, how many share your values? Um, most of them do. Um, so. Actually, I think all of them, all of them share my values. Uh, but they, uh, as far as I know, they wear wedding, wedding rings. 
And, and so uh, and they also share your religious values? They're all committed Christians as you are? Um, probably three of them are. The and other one is, is, I am... Is the fourth who is not, is the fourth conservative, liberal, or leftist? I'm very conservative, yes. So you're four for four on conservative values? Yes. Well, you're a lucky man. Yes. I'm happy for you. Well, I, the way I see it, it's common sense, honestly. It is common um, sense. That's correct. Every conservative is. position is a common sense position. And I have heard you say that on your show, and I love your show. I listen to it all the time. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, it means a lot that you listened, that you called. I appreciate it. Thank you. By the way, I always tell pastors, priests, and rabbis, if you don't get 50 sermons out of any of my volumes of my rational Bible, I'll buy the book back. It's a, it's a trove for pastors, for clergy in general, the, the rational Bible. Okay, let's see here. Boy, isn't it interesting that um, the, there are eight lines, six of them men are calling in. I do find that interesting. Uh, let's get, I guess this is a female, Kim in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I listened to you for a minute here and thought I have to call in on this one, even though I'm a uh, forever listener. And we actually met in Scottsdale before one of your events. Um, nice. But I have kind of strong ideas and thoughts about the wedding ring. Uh, my husband and I both wear a wedding ring, but when we were engaged for maybe a year or so, I said I would not wear a engagement ring unless he wore one because it showed that I was taken and he wasn't. And I grew up with my mom saying she never wore an engagement ring. She wore a beautiful gold wedding band. And she said, you know, well, you wear an engagement ring and all your friends ooing all over it. And then what they're really thinking is, oh, you got quite the catch or poor girl, you know, one or the other. Um, and so we just have never worn the diamonds, but we wear the, the wedding ring. I've never heard of a man wearing an engagement ring. Well, I never have either, but I wasn't going to wear one and, and look taken, and he wore, didn't wear one, and he was... Ah, oh, big deal. One year, wearing. the guy isn't taken. Ah, oh, come on. Be open-minded. Well, it was 32 years ago, and I, I was, you know, on principle. I thought, you know, I'm, I I don't need anyone ooing and on whether I got, you know, the, the billionaire fiancé or the pauper fiancé. So what, what did you get, by the way? Which is he closer uh, to? Was he closer to the pauper or the billionaire? Um. Well, probably I would say the billionaire and the character and the uh uh-huh. plain, bu- plain old guy. That, that's a beautiful <laughs> answer. <laughs> that's an interesting question. I've never discussed the engagement ring. Yeah, that's an interesting topic. All right, Sean, do I infer from the music that we're taking a break? A short one. We shall return. The Dennis Prager Show. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Hagia Fekoka. Or Havim, Misavim, Gilei Yeledra. 
Hey everybody, Dennis Prager, male, female, I already wear a wedding band, and do you think it's important? I don't understand this one. Steve in Canton, Texas says they make rubber wedding bands and you can buy them at Walmart. Let me do this very quickly. Steve, what is a rubber wedding band? It's a rubber ring. It's a wedding band, and uh, it will break. I work with my hands, so it will break if it ever catches on anything. Uh, oh, uh, so you wear one? Yes, I wear it every day, and I take it off, and my wife go to church, or we go to a nice place. But when I work, I have a rubber wedding band. Oh, that's cool. Thank you for telling me. God, I don't... Uh, this is an example. I learned so much from callers about life. Art in Sterling Heights, Michigan. Hello, Art. Hello. Hi. So, yeah, my experience was a little different than your other caller. I actually just left about 15 minutes ago having my first round of laser tattoo removal of my wedding ring that I got to surprise my wife with that she really didn't care for. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> it does. It does prompt a question. I must admit, she yeah. di- she didn't know you were going to do it. You didn't tell her. No. So uh, I've I've worked in skilled trades for over twenty years, and she's always said, "How come you never wear your ring?" You know, afraid of getting hurt, whatever, getting it caught. So I've never worn mine. So I figured a couple of years ago I would surprise her for Christmas and get a tattoo ring on. And I said, surprise, and she said, what's that? <laughs> so she didn't like it at all. So I just decided to get it removed today. Do you, do you have any other tattoos? Uh, yes, I do, but not on my... No, no, I'm not asking where. That's between you and your wife. But I, I'm just yeah. curious, why would it bother her if you already have tattoos? Well, that's a good question. I asked her that, and her answer was the tattoo ring was not personal. She was, she feels, and I agree that the wedding ring is supposed to be special between her and me, something she picked out for me, uh-huh. something symbolic. And the tattoo of a ring was just I hear you. generic. It, well, it could uh, mean nothing so to anybody. Will there be no residue? Is, does it really work? Tattoo removal? Yes, it's extremely... Uh, Wow, that's fascinating. I'm going to do a show on that, too. Hey, everybody. We continue with the Dennis Prager Show. Consider the Rational Bible as a great Hanukkah or Christmas gift. It will change a person's life. And the lane snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking with a wonderland Gone away is the bluebird Yet to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in the winter wonderland. Who's singing this? 
This is Dean Martin. Does not sound like Dean Martin to me. So now that you mention it, now I, I can hear it. But I, it was not clear at the outset. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I hope it is. It should be. You have to work on it. It's clearer than ever that happiness doesn't come naturally. Given the destruction taking place of this beautiful society, with which being composed of humans has been flawed. That's why I never compared America to an unflawed society. I've compared America to other places. Oh, boy. What I talked to you about the first hour, the among other things, Stanford University issuing its new vocabulary list so you can't use certain words. Uh, the place is a, has become a farce. The speed with which the left destroys things is is warp speed, as they say. They certainly do leave it warped. That's correct. I think of the list, the most absurd is that you can't say blind study in scientific reporting or scientific studies because it implies that blindness is a disability. And is not normal. Right? So at Stanford, you now have to affirm that blindness is both normal and non-disabled. So why do they not give blind people driver's licenses? Doesn't that imply abnormality and disability? Well, it's, it's par for the course. You're, if you're no longer fat, to even say someone is, uh, is fat shaming. So uh, Victoria's Secret will have its series of, of overweight, and I don't mean overweight, you know, uh, having some padding. I mean quite overweight. I thought they were crazy for all these years. I thought the, the, the models were way too skinny. So I'm not ad, an advocate of skinny, but I am an advocate of truth. There is such a thing as overweight. There is such a thing as fat. There is such a thing as beautiful and less beautiful. I'm sorry, there just is. But as I have said to you for years, leftists are afraid of everything except God. They're afraid of illness, wear a mask, put it on your two-year-old. They're afraid of suffering. They're afraid of any pain. Go to a safe space if a conservative comes to your university. They're afraid that their child should have a boo-boo so they helicopter parent their child. They live in fear. Fear of reality. So you can't say someone is disabled, it's ableist. Can't say someone is more beautiful than someone else, and you shouldn't say it publicly. It's insulting, of course, but you can't think it. Did I mention to you, by the way, to my great chagrin, Israel is pulled out of the Miss Universe contest. There will be no Miss Israel anymore. 
Yep. Woke has hit Israel, not with the ferocity it has hit America. They have children. They get married. They don't believe that men give birth. You, you, could, you couldn't even say it in Hebrew. It would sound so absurd because in Hebrew, everything is masculine and feminine, both nouns and verbs. Not just nouns, but verbs. Most languages do not have verbs in the masculine feminine. University of Minnesota Med School gives leg up in promotions to pro-DEI faculty. In the wake of reports that the University of Minnesota Medical School had incoming students pledged to promote anti-racism. Do you have that pledge? We played that, Sean. The University of Minnesota rendering their medical students and nursing students sheep and their and the, the sheep going along with it, taking a pledge to uproot racism. The medical school has now acknowledged that it rewards faculty for promoting its left-wing diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda, and that it actively advocates for legal changes around that agenda. According to a survey that the University of Minnesota Medical School leaders completed earlier this year, the school's tenure and promotion policies, quote, specifically reward faculty scholarship and service on diversity, inclusion, and equity topics. The school also reported that it advocates, quote, policies and or legislation at a local, state, or federal level, unquote, related to its DEI mission, and that its institutional leaders are, quote, active within local, regional, and national forums to promote DEI. So that is how people will be uh, hired to a certain extent. Not Are they good doctors or good nurses? Are they anti-racism? The Laura Morgan, a registered nurse program manager for Do No Harm, a f- nonprofit founded to push back against the ascendant racial equity agenda in medicine, said... These DEI initiatives are really degrading to medical education, and they are intended to indoctrinate you, prospective doctor, into believing that you and the healthcare industry are hopelessly and systemically racist. Here is, a, here is the clip I played for you months ago. The University of Minnesota... Uh, indoctrinating its first-year students, medical and nursing, and having them stand and take a pledge. And here is the dean, I believe, of the medical school speaking about how he will subvert medicine. But, of course, he doesn't think he's subverting medicine. He just knows he... What does he know? It's the, I don't know, can't get into his mind. Here it is. With gratitude, we, the students of the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School Class of 2026, stand here today among our friends, families, peers, mentors, and communities who have supported us in reaching this milestone. Our institution is located on Dakota land. 
Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. Hold on. We Did you get that? Did you get that? Wow. Embedded violence in the healthcare system. Structural embedded violence, and they're all reading this. You know how demeaning it is to these students? A hey, sheep, follow me. God, can you imagine if anything like this happened like at a Christian school where people stood up, incoming class, and took an oath to the Bible, God, Jesus? Can you imagine the mockery that would take place by the people on the left? These people are so much more fundamentalists. fundamentalist. They are so much more radical in their secularism than most religious people are in their, in, in their religiosity. Continue, please. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary. The gender binary is a form of oppression. So please get this, folks. If If you ever see a doctor who went to the University of Minnesota Medical School years from now, don't go to that doctor. You are with a brainwashed fool who believes that there is no such thing as male and female. It's subjective. You understand? That means that this doctor, someone who graduated after 2026, University of Minnesota Medical School, denies science. But baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been I've been hoping that you drop so in very nice. I'll hold your hands They're just like this ice This is uh, banned by a lot of woke stations Beautiful, what's your hurry? This is a would-be rapist Listen to that fireplace roar So really, I'd better scare Beautiful, please don't hurry just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might Yeah, but it's bad out there. Hey, uh, what's in this drink? Ain't no cabs to be had out there. Ooh, wish I knew how Your eyes are like starlight now. break this spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I'm just listening. I'm listening to the lyrics. Okay, everybody. Hey, by the way, I want to remind you, go to uh, pound 250 on your phone. Say Dennis Prager. You'll get a 25. You get 50% off your first month on Pure Talk. You could switch over. Let me just explain Pure Talk. $30 a month, unlimited text, unlimited talk, and a lot of gigabytes of data. I don't have the very specific number, but it's high. So you save about $800 a year per family of four lines uh, versus AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon. And it's the same 5G service. I signed up, and I had to verify it before I could recommend it to you. It's also U.S.-based support. 
and you have a money-back guarantee. I think it's uh, your first month, and uh, you get uh, 50% off your first month if you say Dennis Prager. So just punch in pound 250, say Dennis Prager, pure talk. All right, y'all. There's a doctor in Australia who was a major proponent of the vaccines and has now come out against it. The The number of people killed by the vaccine is uh, is a very sad, very tragic number, but it's, it's not reported in the New York Times or the rest of the, of the left-wing media because truth is not a left-wing value. It will, it will come out. These things do come out. They, I don't know if it'll come out soon. I don't know if it'll come out in many, many years. It'll, it, it's coming. If you care to know the truth, I thank God I wasn't vaccinated. Got, got COVID. I broadcast within, within two days, I think. I could have broadcast immediately. I gave speeches while I had it, and it, not not intentionally. In the first case, I had it twice. In the first case, in retrospect, I realized I had it. And I spoke on the East Coast while I had it. I mean, I'm, I'm only telling you that so you'll know how non-invasive, uh, in my case, it was. Maybe it's because I was on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine with zinc. Maybe so. Maybe because of all the vitamin D that I took. Anyway, what I didn't do is listen to the medical authorities who lie with the ease with which you breathe. Can you name me a non-corrupted national institution, FBI, CIA, National Education Association, American Medical Association, Association of Children's Hospitals, if that's the official title, Pediatric, Associ- Pediatric Association. It's really something. The termite-like behavior of the left, it just gnaws away at the, at the foundations of everything beautiful. So, oh, did I finish the University of Minnesota pledge that the incoming medical students have taken? <laughs> And and now what well, that that's I tell you Minnesota really it's a sick state, it really is a sick state. What a tragedy! What a tragedy! And people vote. People who think they're they're intelligent vote Democrat. One of the greatest lessons of life is don't follow your heart, and any liberal who votes Democrat is following his or her heart not his or her values. Do you really want the doctors to be admitted, or future doctors to be admitted to medical schools based on their commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion? Do you want your doctor to deny that sex is binary in the human and in every other animal? Is that the kind of doctor you will want if you're in Minnesota? I believe that starting four years from now, you should inquire where your doctor went to medical school, and if he or she went to the University of Minnesota Medical School, it would be unwise to see that doctor for medical needs. 
the odds are the individual is less competent. A word to the wise is sufficient, however wisdom is invalued, so therefore though these words do bounce off a lot of people. I would get uh, the name of the Australian doctor who has changed, I think it's her, uh, attitude towards the vaccine, except Substack is not working at this time. I've never seen that. Substack is currently unavailable. That's a flaw. Anyway, it is. It is what it is. I had that ready for you, and it's 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 actually an important piece. This is uh, this is a new America, my friends. Lake Forest, excuse me, Forest Lake, Minnesota. Mike, hello. Hello, Dennis. Uh, I'm a graduate of the University of Minnesota, and I had eye surgeries over there for my glaucoma, where they put tubes in my eyes. Uh, they completely screwed that up. Um, the one doctor, she that outer membrane that covers the eye, I forget what it is. And uh, she ripped that during the operation. Uh, Another guy did the operation on the other eye, and it was way worse afterwards. I couldn't see hardly at all. I still am blind in that eye, my right eye. And and then I went to their dental school. And uh, it's so long, I'm I'm trying to synopsize this here. One of the mistakes they made is... They were putting my teeth in. I still have problems with my teeth. They removed the teeth. But I noticed one thing I can say about the, they sent me a penny for a donation to their fund or whatever, and I sent them back a penny, put it in the envelope and taped it down, and I'll be damned if I didn't get a, a letter, a thank you letter for the one cent. It's strictly target practice over there. Uh, I advise anybody not uh, to go there. Oh, it's a painful story. Well, to fill your life with nonsense. That's the motto of the American progressive. My life is empty. I will fill it with nonsense. We return. All right, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. The, a, a very recent video at PragerU was given by Kaylee McGee White. She's a commentary writer, deputy editor of Restoring America for the Washington Examiner. And it, it is about the truth about gender-affirming care. Here is the beginning. If I told you that I advocate for the chemical castration, sterilization, and physical mutilation of children and young adults, anyone under the legal age of consent, my guess is that you would consider me a crazy person, a monster, or worse. But that's exactly what activists, medical professionals, and progressives who promote and defend gender-affirming care do advocate. 
The problem for these gender ideologues, of course, is while it is possible to identify as anything, it is not possible for a man to be a woman or a woman to be a man. To obscure this fact, activists have manufactured a small dictionary of sweet-sounding terms like transgender, gender fluidity, and non-binary. Gender-affirming care is the phrase activists have coined to describe sex change treatments, such as puberty blockers, hormonal injections, and double mastectomies. All right, we'll, we'll stop there because I have her on. You could, by the way, you can see her if you watch the show. And where is that? Salem what, Sean? Salem News Channel. You can watch the show if you so desire. Kaylee, congratulations on a great video. H- have you actually, I haven't. Have you met uh, anyone who is involved in doing this to, to young people? Yeah, I was just saying that um, I have not spoken to any of the so-called medical professionals or therapists who are responsible for pushing this onto children. But I have spent the past year talking to dozens of families whose children have succumbed to gender ideology and whose parents are being confronted with this choice given to them by white coat professionals of basically being told that if you do not put your child on puberty blockers, if you do not go along with their new gender identity, if you do not socially and physically affirm them, um, then there will be consequences down the road. Um, So this is a very real phenomenon that hundreds of families, maybe even more, maybe even thousands at this point are dealing with. Um, and, and it's a very scary reality. It, it's it's actually the most, uh, for me at any rate, in my view, uh, the most intense evil taking place in America today. And it is uh, being organized by, as you say, people in white coats. I follow this avidly, I, and obviously you do. It, there there is at least one medical organization fighting those who are ruining children's lives with castration, mastectomies, etc. Do no harm. Are you familiar with that group? I am, yes. So tell everybody about it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it is essentially an organization that is fighting for a return to the Hippocratic Oath, which, as you mentioned, is to do no harm. And really, this shouldn't it shouldn't be controversial. It shouldn't be an organization that is necessary. And yet the medical establishment has been completely taken over by woke ideologues um, everywhere from um, the bureaucratic organizations that govern a lot of the rules that are handed down to hospitals from medical schools. Everyone is being indoctrinated into this gender ideology, um, and, and there's absolutely no compromise allowed on any of it. Um, we, as we mentioned in, in the video for PragerU, a, a bunch of people who are involved in the American Academy of Pediatrics asked the organization to take a more critical look at so-called gender-affirming care because they're seeing a lot of studies coming out of Europe that show that actually it's doing a lot of harm to the to these gender-confused children. And the AAP's response was to shut them down as transphobic and to say, no, we are not going to take a more critical look at this. We are going to go full steam ahead, and we don't really care what the consequences are. We're going to take a quick break, Kaylee, and then I'm going to ask you a tough question about what appears to me to be the disproportionate role of women uh, in the uh, in the harming of children. 
and if uh, you're totally free to, to dissent from my generalization. Kaylee McGee-White with the Washington Examiner has a PragerU video up, The Truth About Gender-Affirming Care, which you should all see. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.